Hey there, and welcome to your weekly episode of I Didn't Sign Up For This with Allison Casanova and myself, Jade Shaw. We are both licensed marriage and family therapists here in the Bay Area of California. Whether you're a practitioner yourself or just interested in topics around mental health and therapy, join us here for some real and honest conversations. Please note that this podcast is not a replacement for therapy or medical advice. Any questions about your specific situation should be directed to your own therapist or primary care physician. Thank you for listening. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode six of I Didn't Sign Up For This. Today, we are talking about self-care. So we chose to talk about self-care because really engaging in good self-care activities is going to be what sustains you, what keeps you going. If we're not taking care of ourselves, then we're not going to be performing at our best. We're going to be tired more often, but we'll get into all of those details later. Let's just say for now that this is important in not only the long term, but the day to day. And I think a lot of times when we talk about self-care, it's kind of something we hear about more frequently now. So a lot of times people in my perspective sort of think, yeah, yeah, self-care, you know, I'll get to it or yeah, yeah, you know, I think I'm taking care of myself or it's sort of this hokey thing that people talk about that isn't really taken seriously. So we wanted to make an episode out of it to give you some self-care ideas and to recognize when you are starting to get burnt out, when you need to be doing these self-care things and to go over why it's important. So Allison, did you want to start off by talking about why it's so important? Absolutely. I think that self-care is my motto, right? My logo is do something for you today. So I'm all about self-care and I don't think that it's something that comes easy to a lot of us, especially in the way that our society operates nowadays. It's go, go, go. What else can you pile on and get done? Mm-hmm. And unfortunately, it's the, the first thing that goes on our list of things to do when we don't have time for all of the stuff on our list of things to do. It's also the first thing that ends up going if we don't have the finances to be able to afford it. Mm -hmm. And it's something that I hear a lot from people when they do end up engaging in it that they feel bad or guilty because they took the time out when they could have been doing something productive or they spent money on it when they could have been spending money on something that they maybe needed instead. And I think it, while it's important to make sure that we are paying attention to our obligations and our responsibilities. There has to be a balance when when we're little, right, and we are growing up and learning, we play. And that's kind of the way that we take care of ourselves is we play and we learn. And then when we get older, the play looks different, but it's still really important. That's part of how we take care of ourselves. And if it's all work and no play, it kind of gets, you get off balance and things start to become more overwhelming and things you start to feel maybe resentful of the things that you have to do because you don't get to do the things that you would like to do. There are so many different ways that you can take care of yourself. It's it, most of the time I think when you think about it, people think, okay, well, yeah, you know, I'm, am I eating? Am I sleeping? Am I, you know, taking taking a shower, brushing my teeth. And that's important. That's more physical self-care, right? Like you're doing that, you're going to the gym, you're getting what your body needs. I think there's also the emotional self-care and 
that's also just as important and the psychological self-care and I think that that's also really important too so those are things I think we don't often think about and that's that's where that play comes in like doing the things that you enjoy doing it's not just about doing them sometimes or doing them and using them as a coping skill when you're having a hard time it's about incorporating it into your everyday life and balancing it out so that you're getting what you need and when things do get hard it's then not as overwhelming because you were already taking care of yourself Mm -hmm. like a preemptive tactic Mm -hmm. I also like that you talk about the difference between kid play and how we incorporate play as adults because when you think about it kids really do have ways of getting what they need like they do play they do eat when they're hungry they have all these activities that are incorporated into their life that help them process different things and as adults when we start going to school, when we start working, when we add these to-do things onto our list, those are the things that get knocked off. Those are the things that we forget about that really do sustain us. So I'm glad that it you brought that. that up. Yeah. yeah, definitely. It helps us process. It helps us just download everything. It helps us get to a point where we're relaxing so we have more cape capacity to to take on the rest of our everyday life mm-hmm. yeah so let's jump into talking about some ideas so we're looking at affordable ways that you can get some self-care into your life so i'm gonna start by saying spend some time with friends and time alone so These are friends that are going to lift you up, friends that you engage with and there's encouragement in that friendship, there's support. You know, I think sometimes people have a group of friends that they spend time with and probably a few that they're closer to that really are going to support you and remind you of your goals and sort of the bigger picture of your life. And I think that those positive friends and those positive interactions are really going to sort of set you back on track and keep you focused and rejuvenate your energy, really. And then on the flip side of that, spending time alone, being able to take that time to yourself and reflect on what's important to you and just relax your mind, not have to engage with anybody or think about anything. Those two, finding that balance that works for you is really important. It's also important to recognize, because I think that a lot of people get this confused with the introvert, extrovert Mm -hmm. um, debate. Like, if I'm an extrovert, then I get my energy from being with people. And if I'm an introvert, I get my energy from being alone. But I, I think it's actually you need both. It's just a matter of how much you need of one versus the other, depending on who, what kind of person you are. So an extrovert still needs that downtime just mm-hmm. as much as they need the time with their friends. It's just going to look different for maybe an introvert. The time, the amount of time spent for each one is going to look different. So it's important to ask yourself, you know, is this going to give to me right now or is this going to take from me? Because you might enjoy hanging out with your friends, but if you are totally wiped from your week and you don't have the energy to give and it's just going to take from you, it's not actually self-care at that point. 
Yeah, that's a good point. Checking in with yourself and seeing if it's going to feed you or take away from you. I think that's a really good point. And if you would like more info on that, see episode two on boundaries. <laughs> Someone sent me a meme, a friend of mine, a couple days ago, and I have to share it because it's it's kind of hysterical. The The escalation in this, but I think it makes a good point. It says... Canceling plans is okay. Staying home to cook is okay. Disappearing for a bit to get to your life together is okay. Resurfacing in a foreign country 10 years later with a, na- with a different name is okay. It's called self-care. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the different extremes of self-care. <laughs> so I thought it was funny because, I mean, obviously not that entire thing is always going to be self-care, but I think it kind of just, it escalates so fast. And I think depending on what your motive behind it, it could be, right? I think it kind of just depends, but it, it was a, a funny thing to get the point across. <laughs> that is good. And it makes such a good point that, yeah, the need for self-care really does creep up on us. You know, one day you're more tired and you think, I'm just tired, I'm going to push through. And then a week later, you are exhausted. And then the next week, you're sick. So it really does creep up (laughs) until maybe you're at the point where you want to pop up in a foreign country with a new identity. Oh, that's funny. That's good. (laughs) But yes, find the balance that is going to serve you with respect to spending time with friends that are going to encourage you and make you feel good and also spending that time alone. And I think it's clear, but in that friendship, having that give and take, because I think a lot of times being able to support somebody else in a way that feels good can also be good self-care and it can remind us of what is important to us. And I think kind of going back to that episode on boundaries too, just you are going to know if a friend is really understanding and supporting you, if they're going to understand that you're needing to cancel on them because you need to just stay at home. Now, granted, if this is somebody who does it all of the time and you never really get to hang out with them, there's probably maybe more there, but for the most part, if it's not something that happens that often, but they really do need to just stay at home and do their own thing, they're, they're, your friend is going to understand if there's somebody who's who really gets you and they're not going to get mad at you. I think if they start getting mad at you, there's a sign that maybe something else is going on. So uh, one another idea that's affordable, that's not super expensive, is hiking, right? I think as long as you have the gear to be able to do it so clothes that are comfortable and you have an area around you that is a place you can go to without having to pay I think most trails are free but I know Mm -hmm. that there are places that you can go that you have to pay for to get in it is an activity that can be as long as or as short as you want there are some trails that are maybe an hour long and there are some that are like six hours long so (laughs) It's fine. finding what, how much effort do you want to put into that hike? What, what is it that you need for yourself? And you could do it alone or with somebody else. So that's, that, that one is, um, it's a, an affordable one and it's very versatile depending on what it's, what it is that you want to do with it. It could, it could be adapted to different things. Yeah. And that can be combined with the first one too. You know, if you want to 
like you said, go hiking with friends, great. But taking a good hike by yourself can also be so rejuvenating, just that separation from the go-go-go, being in nature, somewhere where it's quiet, peaceful. I think that can be really uplifting as well. Clear your mind. So the third idea is to have a sort of at-home spa. So put on a face mask, jump in the bath, you know, if you have some candles laying around the house, put those in the bathroom or line the bath with them. Turn on some relaxing music and just give yourself an hour to treat yourself like you would at the spa. You know, maybe you have a um, eye mask that you can get for a couple dollars at, you know, Marshalls or TJ Maxx or something. But I think being in water, at least for me, is super, super relaxing and just a nice way to get in some quiet time. It feels like your the weight is being lifted off almost. So I'm you guys can't see me. I'm laughing because in my head when you're talking about this for whatever reason, are you familiar with the friends episode where Monica is talking about how she really likes to take baths and Chandler is kind of saying like it's stupid and then he <laughs> ends up stealing her bath. Yes. <laughs> I, think, yes. I think it's not even though maybe you think like face masks bath candles is for girls I, I think it's definitely it doesn't matter what gender you are it's just if it's going to work for you some things are going to work for you and some things aren't but i, I definitely think that friends episode shows <laughs> that both genders can benefit from doing something like that yeah i'm so glad you said that because A, I love that episode, and B, yeah, spa days and baths and face masks really are sort of stereotypically given to women, but I know plenty of guys who love a good pedicure or a good face mask, and really, a bath, if you say, I'm going to take a bath, or just say, like, I'm going to the bathroom, people are much less likely to bug you the sacred place right yeah i really do agree with that it is just as good of a self-care tool to have for guys as it is for women i mean who doesn't love a good hot bubble bath let's be real and really if you think about it it's very similar to going in a hot tub and i know that that one maybe is a little bit easier to consider for both sexes (laughs) Yeah, just turn the water hot enough. And there you go. <laughs> okay. What's your next one? Uh, movie night. So if it's really something that you want to do, go see a movie and you maybe can't afford it. Granted, doing movie night at home, you're not going to get like the latest movie that's out, but they do have movies you could rent online or from your cable provider or you can go to one of those kiosks where they they have them for real cheap and you can get a movie and you i think it's a good way to enjoy alone or with your friends and it's not very expensive you can even get like the cheap snacks that you would get at at the movie theater but they're maybe not as expensive because those ones are always (laughs) have a really high markup Uh, (laughs) but it is a time where you can just kind of relax and enjoy yourself. And I think too, just being aware of how you are affected by movies. This might 
seem kind of silly or something that maybe not a lot of people think of, but if you are in a space where you're really struggling, watching a drama might not be the best idea because it's going to it's gonna invoke a lot of maybe some of those same emotions. And um, mm-hmm. But if you're somebody who likes getting it out that way, it might be a really good kind of film to watch. So I think it kind of just depends on where you are and what puts you in a better place. Is it that scary movie? Is it the comedy? Is it the the romance? Or is it that drama? Yeah, that's a really good point. Being aware of how you are affected. I mean, if you just went through a breakup, maybe avoid the rom-coms for now. Um, <laughs> I mean, maybe horror is the way to go. I don't know. I, myself, love a good movie night. It's just a couple of hours. I love getting all the snacks and turning out the lights and I just think it's so fun. That's I think one of my top go-to self-care activities. So my next one is to create a vision board. This you can do using just cutouts from a magazine or you can draw on a poster board yourself. Um, You can you know, do it on the computer if you have access to that. But I really feel like creating a vision board can be a fun sort of crafty activity. And it's something that can really help you refocus on what is important to you, what your priorities are, what your goals are. Again, like we talked about before, a lot of times we get lost in our to-do lists and our deadlines at work or people that we need to call, things like that. And we lose sight of what is really important and what our longer term goals really are. So I feel like vision boards are a good way to get back on track with where you really want to focus your attention and doing it in kind of a fun, crafty way. And for some for people who've never heard of them before, I know that there are different ways that you can organize it, but the one that I see most common is you have on on one corner so there's four corners right you have on one corner is your career and then in one corner is your personal your personal goals and one is a travel goal and then in the other corner it's a relationship goal but I think it can kind of just depend on who you are yeah really tailoring it to what you want it to be and you can do it like the four corners on a big poster board you can do one or a few pages dedicated to a certain topic in a journal or a sketchbook really however you want to lay it out but the idea is to get kind of creative and do those magazine cutouts and see what stands out to you. And like I said, refocus those priorities and those goals and being able to sort of look at your big picture in one spot. It's really good for those of you who are visual too. Yeah, yes, definitely. I consider myself to be a more visual person, which may be why I like them so much. And it's something that you can, you know, hang up in your room or your office or maybe hang it up on the wall next to your front door. So when you leave for the day, you're reminded of what your priorities are, what, you know, you really want to focus on. But I like that you can display it if you want to as a reminder of those things. That's a good one too for the upcoming new year. I know a lot of people are getting into that space where they're trying to think of what their new year's resolutions are and maybe not for everybody. Maybe you can just kind of look at what you want your year to look like and instead of having, you know, a resolution, maybe just have some goals or things that you want to focus on that year. 
Yeah, I like that tip. Good one. Okay, do you want to jump into our last tip or last idea? The last idea is for those of you who really want to go on vacation but can't afford it or you're on a budget, you can do a staycation. And I know that that might sound kind of silly, but if you take time off of work and you either relax at home or maybe maybe you have somewhere in the area that has a cheaper a cheaper hotel or a place to stay instead of like going and traveling somewhere um, you could do this with other people or you could do it by yourself but if you're at home you can order food you don't have to necessarily make it you can do the inexpensive touristy things that maybe you don't typically get to do. Like, I know if you're in the Bay Area, how often have you gone to San Francisco and looked at the Golden Gate Bridge? It's a super touristy thing that people do, mm -hmm. but I don't think that people who live here get to do it very often. And if you go and you look in the city or even in Santa Cruz, there's lots of cool things that are available to people that aren't very expensive that we don't often get to do. So without that extra expense on traveling, you get to kind of stay here and still get to do some of those things. So, but the point is to just not work. Yeah. <laughs> don't go to work that week and make sure if you're somebody who has a hard time relaxing at home because you are constantly reminded of the things that you, that you have to do making sure that you're organizing things in a way where it's not constantly a reminder and you're actually getting to relax. Yeah, I love this one because a lot of times when people don't have a place to go, they feel like they need to be at work. And I can totally understand that mentality. But then, you know, you go on vacation and you get back and you're exhausted from vacation. So I think a staycation is such a great idea. And again, like you said, a way to appreciate the area that you live in and just take time without having to plan out a huge vacation. And, you know, you can take a staycation and stay at home and have a movie night, go hiking, create that vision board, have a at-home spa. You know, you can sort of incorporate all these other things. But yeah, I love that tip. I think, too, it kind of depends on what your goal of a vacation is. There are some people who mm -hmm. want to travel and see everything and not only enjoy that, but they are relaxed when they come back. But there are some people who, when they do that, they feel more exhausted than they did before they went on vacation, and then they need a vacation from their vacation. So some people just want to go somewhere and sit and not have to uh, explore. And it, so it kind of just depends on who you are and what you're needing from the vacation. Mm hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. Identifying what it is you need. And then you'll get to decide how you want to do a staycation if you're trying to, to save money. So are you someone who likes to go out and explore? So then you're probably going to want to do those touristy things. But if you're not, then how can you relax at home and not have to go out and spend a whole bunch of time doing those things that are going to make you exhausted? Yeah, definitely. Or if you want to go on a vacation and that's something that you can afford, maybe not going back to work the next day, you know, taking a day off in between to readjust to being home and getting in the mindset of going back to work or having that day before you leave to prepare yourself to leave for vacation. I am the worst at this. I will work and then try and pack like the evening before I'm supposed to leave and then I just end up stressed out and frustrated because I don't have everything. So don't be me. 
(laughs) (laughs) There are some people who are just better at last minute, though, right? Like some people are really good at packing ahead of time. And some people, those are probably the people who did their schoolwork last minute or their work projects last minute. It's just it, it depends on how you operate. Some people find more motivation in the last minute and some people find more motivation in doing it ahead of time. Yes, that is very true. I think people do really function best in different states. That's accurate. Um, So now that we've talked about some ideas, let's talk about burnout. What that looks like when you know you need to take some self-care time. Allison mentioned earlier that self-care really is something that you should be doing throughout as sort of a preemptive attack on burnout. But you know, let's be real. I think that most of us have times when we've neglected that and then we found ourselves exhausted. So let's identify some things that clue you in to the idea that you may be experiencing burnout. Being tired and not knowing why is definitely a sign. I think that, you know, maybe this is just Bay Area living, but being tired has become the norm. Everybody is tired and it's like, you know, you ask somebody how they're doing and it's like, oh, I'm good. I'm really tired. But, and that's just like the new I'm fine. So be aware that honestly, that's a problem. (laughs) That's a big clue if you're always tired and it's not because, you know, you didn't get eight hours of sleep last night. Burnout is something that really stacks up and then pretty soon we're just chronically tired. Normally, if you don't know why, there's a really good reason. And if you Mm -hmm. look at all of the things that you're tackling on a day-to-day basis, it'll probably give you some insight as to what's going on. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And of course, this if you're sort of experiencing this chronic fatigue, that can be other things. So perhaps take a visit to your doctor or check out your nutrition too. Another sign is feeling like you are more short-tempered or irritated. And of course, this could also be due to lots of other different things. But when it's coupled with being tired, it's a really good sign that maybe you're needing, needing a little bit more than what you're getting right now. Yeah, I will be the first one to admit that there have been times when I have snapped at somebody or been really cranky and didn't really know why and then it's like oh I'm super stressed because I've been go go going so if you're snapping at people around you and getting irritable for reasons that you can't really identify clue number two another one is lack of motivation so if you find yourself kind of dragging and not feeling super motivated to do certain things that maybe you were motivated to do before that could be another clue as well And that can be confusing, I think, for a lot of people because normally when you hear that your motivation is gone, I think the first thing people think is depression. And while that can be the case, it normally looks a little different. So when you're depressed, it's more you don't have the motivation to get stuff done and the stuff that you're doing doesn't really make you happy anymore. I think when you're burnt out, you don't have the motivation to do the stuff that you have to do, but you still want to do the stuff that you want to do. You just there is this internal battle because you don't feel like you have permission to give yourself to do the stuff that you want to do because you have all this list of stuff that you have to do, but you don't really want to do it. Mhm. Yeah, if you're not finding enjoyment in things that are typically fun for you, 
that could be a sign of depression. Not, you know, I'm, I'm not saying that it is depression, but it could be a sign. Which, I mean, depression and anxiety is also a sign of burnout too. So we're just really tacking on the list here. But <laughs> really, I think it is important to pay attention to these things and be aware of what is going on. I mean, if you're not sure too, and you feel like you're really struggling and you don't really know what it is that's going on, if you're burnt out, if you're depressed, if you're anxious, if there's like a really big reason why, or lots of different several reasons why, that's something that you could talk to a therapist about if you're not feeling like you have a direction on where you need to go and how to tackle what's going on. Yeah, definitely. It's never a bad idea to consult with somebody or check in with a therapist or you know, even check in with your primary care physician at your next appointment with them and see if they have any insight or if they can make a referral to a therapist for you to see. Honestly, burnout could be a real good reason to go see a therapist anyway. Maybe it's time to look into that setting of boundaries or what got you to this place to begin with. But before I get too off topic, a couple other signs are loss of appetite, increased illness. If you find that you're getting sick all the time, it might not just be the season. So something to pay attention to. Yes. Thank you for saying that. I think so often what people don't realize is the correlation that stress mm -hmm. has on your immune system. So if you are constantly doing the things that you quote unquote need to do that are your obligations and you're not giving yourself any time to decompress and enjoy yourself and your stress level just keeps getting higher and higher and higher and higher, you do end up eating your immune system and then you have less energy to tackle the colds and stuff that are, that are kind of coming your way. So you're going to get sick a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you're saying that too, I just have this thought of people who are in a rush. I mean, guys, fast food exists for a reason, right? It's because people don't have time to cook. So when you're stressed and you're on the go and you're grabbing that fast food and you're not sleeping very well, your body's on the struggle bus. So <laughs> struggle bus. Yeah. <laughs> I've never heard of that before. I'm <laughs> I'm gonna steal that. Please do. I hope you do. Um yes. So paying attention to those things, you know, if you find yourself feeling detached, forgetful, you know, if you're feeling unproductive or ineffective, those are also things to pay attention to. There's just, I mean, again, we've listed like 10 different things that could be a sign of burnout. So I realize that there's a lot and you might be listening to this going, well, gee willikers, Batman, I must, it must be burnt out because I've got one of these things. So you know, take a deep breath and just really think about, you know, do I feel burnt out? Am I feeling exhausted? Maybe I should engage in self-care. Something to keep in mind too is it's normally mm -hmm. not just one of these things, right? You normally have a compilation of these symptoms together that you're experiencing. Um, if you are feeling like you're burnt out or overwhelmed. Yeah. I'm glad you said that. It You're totally right. It definitely is usually a compilation of things. So your best bet, honestly, is to do some of these things anyway, like we mentioned, and try and combat that burnout before it happens. Um, and if you're already feeling burnt out, do them. 
time to to switch that up. Something I think I hear very often is, well, I did X, Y, and Z, and I don't feel better. So how much do I really have to do to take care of myself? Because this is like beginning to be like a lot. And I think it's a it's a good question, and it's going to be different depending on the person and their situation. It's good practice to have different things that you do for yourself in any given day during any given week. And then if something's happening that's coming up for you, you might need to alter it and do more that week. You could maybe do less that week, kind of depending on what it is that's going on. But keeping in mind that it is ever-changing And if you need to ask yourself that question, you know, well, how much more do I need to do? That's a good sign that you probably need to do a lot more. There's probably, you probably are very, very overwhelmed. Yeah. I would say on top of that too, make sure you're doing things that are actually self-care for you. I could say do an at-home spa and go on a hike, but maybe those things stress you out and therefore aren't self-care for you. So finding things that work for you, that don't stress you out, that aren't going to be another thing on the to-do list. Make them things that you look forward to doing and relax you and rejuvenate you. That could look different for me as it does for Allison, for you, for the next person. And I think it could be something that that does work for you and not for somebody else, but that you're stressed about doing it because of how much time it's going to take or how much money that it's going to take. And I think if you're at that point, you are needing way more self-care than you're giving yourself credit for. It shouldn't be something that's overwhelming you like that. That already tells me that you're having a hard time. Yeah, definitely. I totally agree. Also, you know, if you're doing things that you consider self-care and you're still in a place where you're thinking, what the heck, none of this is working, I am still not feeling great, then maybe that's a clue that something else is going on. And, you know, like we mentioned before, maybe talking it over with a therapist or a doctor or a friend and trying to see what else could be going on for you. And it's it's okay that you're feeling overwhelmed. I think that's an emotion that comes up for a lot of people and it's a part of the human experience that, Mm -hmm. you know, and that there's a reason why. So if you can't figure it out and the things aren't working, it's a good idea to try and see if you can talk to somebody to figure out maybe if there's something that you're missing that you don't recognize, maybe someone can help you figure it out. The other thing too is keep in mind what it would look like if you weren't doing any of these things. A Mm -hmm. lot of times, you are doing much better than you think because you are engaging in some of these things. And if you weren't doing any of it, it might actually be a lot harder. The point isn't to make things easier and make it go away. It's just to make it more balanced so you have the energy to be able to do the things that you're needing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would venture to say that for quite a bit of people including some self-care in their life will take a bit of a mental shift in allowing themselves to do this. And my thought on that would just be, please, please, please give it a try. Imagining how your life could be different, whether you are engaging in these or not, and 
don't let other people make you feel bad for taking care of yourself. There is no selfishness in taking time to take care of yourself. You know, maybe if you're doing it all the time at the expense of other people, meh, but there is absolutely nothing wrong with taking some time to take care of yourself. So on that note, let's jump into our quick tips for adding some positivity and improvement to your life. Allison, what is yours? My tip goes along with the self-care theme of the day. So I think a lot of times, if this isn't something that you're necessarily in the habit of doing and making that time for yourself or, you know, taking two hours out of your day to watch a movie is maybe more time than you have to give to yourself right now. Starting small and doing something for yourself, maybe five minutes every day. Maybe it's reading a book just for five minutes. I know that sounds silly, but it's better than not doing it at all. Or maybe it's looking up in your photo album. I had somebody tell me one time that and I love this, I'm going to pass it along, that they used to take pictures of people in their lives making funny faces, and they had an album in their phone. And when they were, like, during the day, just at any given point when they wanted to smile, they would look through the album at all of the funny pictures of everybody. (laughs) And I thought that that was genius, because how hard is it for you to get to be in that really angry space when you're laughing at all of these funny pictures. So it could be anything. It could be a five minute YouTube video. So something small for yourself every day, maybe even at the same time every day. So you get in the habit of doing it. I love the idea of the funny face pictures. That's such a cute idea. My tip is to drink from a fun cup or mug. So you guys, I have a friend who brought me back from Hawaii a little glass cup that looks like a pineapple and I love it. And then the other day at a white elephant gift exchange, we brought home a mug that is now called the banana mug because the handle looks like a banana and then it's got all these really adorable, funny bananas on it. But I love these two things because they're just kind of silly and they just add this non-serious vibe to the day that I think is so important. And I now drink my morning tea from this banana mug because I just think it's such a great way to start off the day on this silly, fun note. So that's my tip. Just have a little fun with your cups and your mugs. It's really fantastic, you guys. Maybe I'll post a picture of this pineapple cup and this banana mug. They're just wonderful. I think there's something to be said for how much better things taste when they're in um, something that's fun. (laughs) And I I, I mean, I've, I've, I've heard people tell me, you know, like that that soda tasted better when it was in that cup. And it's so silly, but it's, it's a mind thing, right? Like if you're, if you're enjoying the whole experience, like you're, you can see it instead of just tasting it, I think it definitely does something to your mood. Yeah. So for those of you who listened to the last episode, when you see me rocking out in the car to my positive music, holding my banana mug, I hope that brightens your morning. That's your five (laughs) minutes every day, right? That is my five minutes every day. You betcha. I love it. 
<laughs> you're combining them. That's right. Yeah. No joke, guys. Do it. Just try it. So that is it for episode six. We hope that we've given you some good insight onto why self-care is so important and some good tips that you can now incorporate into your life. So on that note, take care of yourself and we will talk to you next Monday. Bye.